This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Even though jazz has a lot of different styles and grooves associated with the genre, the most unique to the style is swing. The idea of swing your eighth notes. And then, of course, all the other rhythmic associations that come with that. I mean, even a bass player just playing quarter notes can swing really hard and have that feeling underneath it. But I hear a lot of musicians not really quite hitting the mark, not really getting the swing feel correct. And so I want to dive into that in today's episode, really kind of discover the rhythmic background to the swing feel, and then try to figure out what is the sweet spot with swinging and playing eighth note lines that are straight. What's the beautiful, perfect match between those two of those that will really make us groove really hard? Let's dive right into that. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, videos, and a membership all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. And in today's episode, we are indeed talking about swing, the swing feel, something that's really important to most styles of jazz. And oftentimes when you play jazz standards, there's a good chance that you're going to be swinging it. Now, of course, again, there's other styles associated with jazz. There's bossa nova, there's different Latin grooves and feels, and in modern jazz, just playing straight eighth notes is actually a common thing to do as well. But getting that swing feel down correctly can really help us open up our plan in our groove to another level. And again, like I said in the intro, I do hear a lot of musicians overdoing it or underdoing it. So I think just defining what a swing feel is and then trying to get underneath the service to the more meta level, how it actually feels is going to be really helpful for us in today's episode. Before we do that, I want to thank today's sponsor. That is Modacity. No shame. You just want to track your mastery so that you know when you get to five stars that you don't need to practice it so much. That's Mark Gelfo from our podcast episode 131, and also he's going to be on next week of the show, describing his company's deliberate practice app, Modacity. Modacity is a huge help for anybody that wants to be more organized and focused when they sit down to practice. Modacity has been described as a Swiss army knife for musicians. Here's Mark on some of the features. Overview, goal setting, goal tracking. It's got guided deliberate practice which allows you to self-record, listen back, reflect on how you're doing, and scientifically test strategies to make validated progress day in, day out. Automatically log that to your practice journal, plus automatically log your time. Put simply, you're probably not practicing as effectively as you can if you're not using Modacity. Get started today by visiting modacity.co forward slash jazz for our special discount. That's all lowercase, Modacity dot co forward slash jazz or click the link in our show notes thanks modacity for sponsoring this episode and now let's jump in to crushing our swing feel all 
right, so swing feel. So a couple things are going to happen in this episode. Uh, first, uh, we're going to learn from our music production manager here at Learn Jazz Standards, which is Brett Pontrick Corvo, who did a really awesome course in our LJS Inner Circle membership called Feeling and Using Rhythms 101. Great course for rhythms and applying rhythms in a musical way. Something that a lot of us just don't have together is our rhythmic playing. We focus a lot on melodic and harmonic playing. So I'm just going to play an excerpt from that just so that you can get the idea of what the basic rhythmic structure of swing feel is. Then I'm going to get my guitar out after that, and uh, we're just going to go through some examples of swing feel. And just a quick note, Brett will be referencing a handout that's in our course, but I'm sure you'll be able to pick it up just fine with audio. So let's get on, Brett. Once we get smaller than quarter notes and we move to eighth notes, we are now having more than one sound per beat, more than one sound per click. And an eighth note is interesting. Uh, They're all kind of interesting, aren't they? But in jazz, eighth notes are particularly interesting because they're not straight, right? So in, and I say in jazz, in jazz that is swinging, right? Sometimes you have straight eighth notes in jazz, but in a lot of jazz, our eighth notes swing. And that means that instead of having an equal uh, break, right, where an eighth note is half of a quarter note, you have an unequal break. And the reason that I drew it like this, if we if we take a look here, let me mark this up for you, is that the sound of a swing eighth note exists somewhere in between straight eighths and this sort of triplet pattern where we have triplet, 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 which we'll get to that in a second down here. But for now... Um, we're here with our eighth notes and a straight eighth note is going to line up once with the click and once directly in between the click. So here's our click, right? One, two, three, four. Our eighth notes is on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off. So if I clapped that, it'd be like one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and and those are straight eighth notes now you'll notice down here these are all labeled one and two and this is how you count eighth notes and you count them the same way if they're straight or if they are swung um but having those mental markers where you're able to say one and two and three or one and two and three can be really helpful just to give your brain sort of like a placeholder marker for what does an eighth note actually sound like. So before we come to swung triplets over here, we're going to look at these eighth note triplets. And triplets are three sounds per pulse. And the first sound is always lining up directly with the pulse. So when we have the click going, we're going to have the first sound of a triplet, First of three, right? One, two, three. Lining up with the, the click. And then the second two evenly distributed. So it'd be like triple it, triple it, triple it, triple it. One, two. Or if I clapped it, it'd be triple it, triple it, triple it, triple it, triple it, triple it, triple it. And again, if playing any of these is... Uh, challenging then pause and go ahead and spend some time with it now if you're over there going brett i got this i got this i've got a little something for you coming at the end so stay with me but 
so these are our triplets. It's three sounds per beat. Uh, and the first sound comes with the beat itself. Now, fast uh, or rewind rather, going back up here to our super swung um, eighth notes. Uh, you probably wouldn't play exactly this, right? It exists somewhere in between straight and this sort of uh, triplet pattern. But what we have here, I'm going to delete some of this writing so we can see it a little bit more clearly. What we have here is a quarter note and an eighth note. And there's a triplet bracket over the top. And basically what that's saying is the first sound gets the first two triplets and the second sound gets the third. So a really uh, by-the-book exact swung eighth note is if we're thinking triplet, 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 we're holding the first sound for triple and then the second sound for let. So it would sort of be like triplet, 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 triplet. And if our pulse is a little bit faster, we'd get triplet, 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 triplet. And again, if that feels challenging for you, which it may, pause the video and spend some time with it because the only way to get it is to do it, to practice, to repeat it. And I also want to encourage you, you don't have to do this on your instrument. Uh, clapping a rhythm is a really good way to internalize it. Side note here, did you ever notice like when you talk to a drummer or you talk to a percussionist, they have this sort of unique sense about them because they actually are their instrument in a way that I, I see harmony players not display uh, in sort of the same way, right? Like if you put a drummer behind a table, their instrument is right there. And it's because they have internalized that rhythm so much that no matter where you place them or what they're behind or what type of rhythm instrument they're playing, they're able to uh, display those rhythms to display that time in a really genuine and accurate way. It's an interesting note here. So, okay. So our eighth notes exist somewhere in between straight and swung. And also, the faster a tempo is in a jazz song, the closer to straight eighth notes we go. And it still sounds like swing, even if it airs closer to being a straight eighth note, uh, because it's just so fast. And as a matter of fact, if we go too far to this triplet pattern on a fast tempo, it kind of breaks our lines up a little bit, makes them kind of choppy. Okay, so we've got our eighth notes. Those are done. We've got our uh, swung eighth notes, right? And again, sort of existing in the middle. Um, and now we've got 16. Okay, so there was a lot there, but the basics of the swing feel is you have an eighth note, straight eighth pattern. So one and two and three and four and, but you also have the triplet, which is triplet, 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 triplet. And the swung eighth note is going to be like this. Triple it, 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 right? So the way I want to just kind of start practically working through this and getting the feel of all of these different rhythms is by just using a major scale, something very simple that we know how to play that we, uh, it doesn't require us to think very much about it for most of us. And so we're going to do the concert B flat major scale. Um, and one thing that Brett alluded to a little bit was that the faster your tempo, 
the more straight your eighth notes are going to be just naturally because it is very difficult to try to even like swing your eighth notes hard when you're going quickly. It's just almost physically not possible. And the same goes in the opposite fashion for when you have slow tempos. If you have a slow tempo, the harder it's going to swing as it as it were. It's just naturally going to do that. So let's go ahead and get the metronome started up. And we're at 60 BPM here, just for your reference. And let's just start by playing the B-flat major scale, just straight eighth notes. So one, two, three, four. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and. Okay, so that's straight eighth notes. Now let's play triplet eighth notes running up and down the scale to see what that sounds like and what that feels like. Okay. So triple let 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 okay so work on really getting that locked in so now we've got our straight eighth in our triplet and we know that we're essentially imposing a triplet feeling on top of those straight eighth notes and so then it sounds like this so one two Okay. Swung eighth notes. So the first common mistake that I think I hear is trying to overemphasize the swing by adding sort of an accent on the let. So going like this. Right. So did you hear that? I was kind of, you know, going triple let, triple let, triple let, triple let, triple. Right. So it just sounds like I'm really hitting that let way too hard. So what I want us to do is to make all of that more legato and more even. So more like this. So So I'm not accenting any of those notes. Just Right? Just everything gets an even uh, even feel to it. So this is going to be especially helpful with slower tempos because, like I said, at a slower tempo, you're naturally going to lean more towards the swung eighth note than the straight eighth. And, you know, we want that to sound organic. So really think about the way you're phrasing and hitting each one of those notes when you're playing that. Um, the next thing to consider, though, of course, is Brett mentioned in his segment that we do want to find some sort of balance between the straight eighth and the swung eighth. So a straight eighth of some of the stuff I was just improvising there would sound like this. Right? That's straight eighth. 
one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and right swung eighth note sounds like that okay so we want to find a little bit of a marriage between those two so again not accenting that let is going to really help us out here but let's try to see if we can just rein it in a little bit okay it's very subtle but I'm not trying to just really go. Do you hear how it just sounds like almost like there's a separation between the notes when I'm doing that? Like really swinging it extra, extra hard. And again, that comes down to making sure we're not over accenting different notes in the rhythm there. Okay, but this is a little bit more applicable if we do faster tempos here, um, or quicker than 60 BPM anyways. So let's go ahead and speed this on up to, uh, let's do, uh, let's do 80 BPM. So again, straight eighth notes would sound like this. Okay, now let's try swinging. You can kind of hear there's a little bit of straight eighth in there. It's not... Right? It's... Right? You can even add some straight eighths into your swing lines every once in a while, too. Let's go a little bit faster. I'm going to bring this up to 100 BPM. Okay. Pretty comfortable tempo. Not too fast, not too slow. Okay, so straight eighth notes. straight eighth notes swung okay and that was a pretty good balanced swing like this would be swinging it too much See how it feels like almost like we're on a horse galloping when I do that? Okay, let's even it out more. That was a little bit smoother. I was in between a little bit more with the straight eighths and the swung. It's 
very difficult to really like say, here's a scientific measurement. And this is where, actually, let me turn off the metronome for now. So it's not clicking under my voice. This is where the practice of learning solos by ear is really important. Like a lot of people think, Brent keeps preaching on this podcast to learn solos and licks by ear and melodies of jazz standards by ear because he wants me to improve my ears and learn the jazz language so that we know how to play stuff over top of chord progressions. And that's absolutely correct. That's a huge reason why you do it. But the reason why you do it by ear and you really practice along with the recording is because you're also trying to copy these musicians' phrasings. Right, you're trying to get inside of how Sonny Rollins or Sonny Stitt or Wynton Kelly or Wes Montgomery, whoever it is, is phrasing their eighth note lines. There's some of them that will phrase it slightly differently, and that's totally okay. You won't really ever hear any of these musicians though going. There's more subtlety between that eighth note, the straight eighths, and the swung eighths, and they're obviously playing things a little bit smoother in general. Now, again, if our tempo is here, just playing a B-flat blues here, okay? So this is going to swing a little harder because this is a really slow tune, right? Two, three, going to swing a little bit harder there but again we're not going we're going and i find that sometimes it's a little bit helpful if you're practicing this and trying to get the idea is to start playing swung eighth notes on a scale or just improvising like i'm doing right here but then start thinking straight eighth notes a little bit in your head and you'll naturally gravitate more towards those swung to those straight eighth notes a little bit. So it's kind of an experimental thing to see how it feels for you. Let's bring up the tempo just a little bit on our metronome. So this is 140. So not too fast, not too slow here, a little faster though. So we have more opportunity to try to find a a middle ground between those straight eighths and those swung eighths. Here's straight eighths. So one, two, one, two, three, four. Okay, now swung eights. One, two, one, two, three, four. Okay. Okay, now let's go ahead and play a lot of swung notes and see if we can transition back and forth between swung and straight eighth notes. So swung, one, two, one, two, three, four. Straights. Swung. Straight. 
Straight. Swung. Straight. Swung. Now at the end there, I was kind of switching back and forth between the two. So I was wondering if you could kind of hear me switching back and forth between the two. But in general, let's turn this metronome off. In general, you could kind of hear there was more balance to my swung eighth notes, right? They weren't going da 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 da, right? It was more da 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 da. So not da 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 da. It's da 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 da, right? So the more that you practice kind of doing this and understanding the difference between the triplet rhythm, the straight eighth rhythm, and the in the swung eighth rhythm, then you can start getting that feel. Then you start copying other great musicians and how they phrase it. Because again, this stuff is so nuanced, right? It, 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 you know, I almost like hesitated to teach this today because I was like, ah, teaching swing is so nuanced, but we have to start somewhere. And so this is where we start. We understand the basic rhythms. Then we start being able to switch between the two different rhythms, uh, the straight and the swung eighth, and use whatever you can. Like right there, I was just improvising mostly over a B-flat seven chord. I mean, sometimes I was switching to the four chord, right? It doesn't really matter. You could just do scales if you want, whatever makes you feel comfortable. The idea is we're trying to get inside that phrasing, trying to get inside that rhythm. And the more we do it, the easier it gets, the more it makes sense. All right, that's all for today's show. I want to thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, this helps you get started in working on your swing feel a little bit more, making sure it's not too strong, making sure it's not too soft, just finding that Goldilocks sweet point for your swing feel. Uh, hey, like I mentioned, uh, Brett gave a really awesome course in our Inner Circle membership called Feeling and Using Rhythms 101. And that was just a little snippet there. He really kind of goes through, obviously, the very fundamentals of rhythm, kind of what you were hearing there a little bit, but then going to common rhythms and jazz, uh, actual putting notes to those rhythms, um, and eight rhythm etudes with no, like just really making rhythms musical and trying to get a little bit deeper into our rhythm studies because that's something that we don't do enough. So that's only available for inner circle members. We don't sell that outside of our inner circle. Any of our 101 courses, we don't. So um, if you want to become a member, uh, go to ljsinnercircle.com and check that out there. Of course, uh, as hopefully you know, we do monthly jazz standard studies as well. We have our practice programs and courses. Um, literally next month, we're coming out with our instrument accelerator courses for guitar, bass, piano, sax, and trumpet. It's going to be really awesome. Like We have amazing instructors giving these courses. So it's not just the 101 courses. It's just a really amazing platform. And more than that, the community is so cool. Like People actually are friends in there. It's really awesome. So ljsinnercircle.com to sign up, become a member. Love to have you. We're going to be coming out with another great episode next week. I have a special guest on the show, and you're going to love it. So see you back then. Happy practicing, and cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter.
Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.